Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do. And we're going to get cozy with some wine because we're talking today how to fall in love with yourself. Yes, because guess what's coming up? Valentine's. Miss Valentine's. Yeah, we're going to be talking about how to change your self-talk, how to quote unquote date yourself, Mm -hmm. how to indulge, and not only that, we love to treat yourself. Treat yourself. 2022. Yeah, treat yourself. 2022. (laughs) If you guys know that reference, you are our target audience. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh my God. Well, let me just, can I just say to the audience, Corinne and I have been having a spilling problem. Yeah, it's not been great. We keep spilling things and I just moved and almost knocked my water over. It's one of those days, now. It I just know. happens to be one of those days. But let's get into the wine that we're drinking. Oh, I chose this one specifically. I see why. Mm-hmm. It's called a Corazón de Sol. The Heart of the Sun? Uh-huh. It's a Malbec. <laughs> And this one is actually from Mendoza in Argentina. Because remember we had that one Malbec that was like from France? Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Okay, so Corazon de Sol. Yes. Ooh. Heart of the sun. Sounds very passionate. You know, I love when I start seeing all the Valentine's Day decorations going up because I know my birthday is coming up. Next week. Like, I, do you associate when the Christmas decorations start going up like your birthday's coming up? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You don't? No. It would make sense, though, because your birthday is December 20th. I know, but I I guess I just think it's Christmas. Oh. The second I see the heart-shaped candies in CVS, oh I'm like, God. my birthday is around the corner. I love those candies. Mm-hmm. Those are so good. Yes. I know. So I'm very excited. My She's birthday. She's going to be 28. 28. But not actually speaking of births, you actually predicted a birth. I did. Yeah, and that was I, pretty crazy. I just wanted to tell everyone here. I have been telling Natalie for years now. <laughs> she is a psychic medium, some type of clairvoyant person. She does not believe me. But no. then she predicted the birth of a human being on Earth almost exactly. Yeah. And uh, there's no denying it now. Well, okay, here's the thing. There's no denying it, but I don't know how to do it. You know what I mean? Right. So, for example, with this particular baby, they weren't saying what the name was. And then, like, one day I just, like, knew the name, essentially. Yeah. So my manager, James, and his wife, Megan, just had a baby girl. Yeah. And so I've been for months begging James. I'm like, James, just tell me the name. Yeah. He was very tight-lipped about it. And so we – I was guessing. I sent random guesses. But then Natalie – should we just say yeah. the name? Okay, so her name ended up being Georgina. Georgina. Yeah. But they call her Georgie. Natalie guessed, she was like, I think it's going to be a feminine name with masculine nickname. Yeah. Like Francesca or Frankie. Or Frankie. So I was calling her Frankie. Her name's Georgie. Georgie. So it was close. But it wasn't because, it was just like, the thing is, is I have this thing where I just know things. I can't describe it. 
It's like I hear a it's voice. Coming a psychic, mm-hmm. I guess. But beyond just the name, if you guys were like, whatever, like the name, she also predicted almost the birthday. And yeah. So basically, what happened was Meg had texted us in the group chat and she was like, anybody, because Corinne was having dreams about the baby. And she, she's like, does anybody have any sort of any information celestially? Like anything? Because <laughs> she was so miserable. So I was like, oh, like, do you want me to do a tarot reading? She's like, sure. So I just did one. I don't know what I'm doing when I do those. Do you, okay, so but when you're going into the tarot, do you, are you thinking like, are you channeling? Are you like sitting down? Or do you just literally grab cards and pull? I just grab the cards. You know, I'll cleanse the energy around me. Mm-hmm. And then I just start pulling the cards out. And then what's your spread? What are you doing? Just whatever I feel like. How many how many cards are you pulling for? Is there a reason that you pull a number of cards? No, I just pull. So like for that one, I pull two. And then I was like kind of getting the vibe of what was happening. And then I was like, okay, I need two more to like clarify. And then yeah. so yeah. So then I texted her and I was like, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And I think she's going to be born within three days and da 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 da. But I said, but I also have no idea. And then she was like spot on. And yeah. they texted us um, and wrote, you're a witch. <laughs> yeah. You're but a witch, Natalie. <laughs> I just wish I knew how to like control it. But I don't. Well, you got to control your magic. But you, you know, know you got to go to Hogwarts. <sighs> I got to go to Hogwarts. But I also like I want to trust myself more because I do tarot readings for myself all the fucking time. I did one this morning for myself. And like I was like. Yeah, no, this is this wasn't it. I never believe myself. I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> you know. I'm like, this is too good. There's no way. <laughs> well, you definitely are a witch, and maybe you can do a little ceremony for yourself for self love on Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, we for sure should do that. Yeah, should should we talk about why we picked this topic, which is how to fall in love with yourself? Yes. Well. As we said, Valentine's Day is here. Love is in the air. And the most important person that you should love is really yourself. You really can't pour from an empty glass. You cannot. We wanted to focus the whole episode on how to cultivate self-love during this time because I think everybody, this is the season of coupling and all this, but we forget about ourselves. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I thought it'd be really special to start off the episode with a couple of quotes about self-love that we found. One is by Maya Angelou, and it says, the real difficulty is to overcome how you think about yourself. Mm. And another quote we found from Buddha was, you yourself, as much as anyone in the entire universe, deserves your love and affection. Isn't that crazy how, like, we can give so much love to other people, but then when it's ourselves, we're like, oh, we don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. And, like, we deserve <laughs> our own yes. attention and yes. our own affection. We deserve that from us. From us, 100%. So, you know, we love some facts and we some statistics. Always start an episode out with some facts yes. for y'all. So we've got some interesting ones. So more than one-third, so 36% of Americans say that they always like themselves. And close to half say they like themselves most of the time. Only 12% say they don't like themselves most of the time. And very few, 2%, say they don't like themselves at all. There are people out there who don't like themselves. Is that at crazy? all. That so, is crazy. I know. It makes me sad, it makes too. makes me really sad. Because then I also wonder, like, if they can't be alone. Right. Because if they, they don't want to be alone with yourself. Yeah. That's a bummer. I don't like that. Not after this episode. 
Nope. Also, the first self-love scientific study was conducted in November and December of 2020. Oh. And it was a groundbreaking study. It was conducted by, I think it's Ipsos or Ipsos, which is a multinational market research company. And it was significant because of its sheer size. They surveyed over 22,000 people living across 21 different countries. And for context, most research papers, they study around 8 to 25 participants at a time. Really? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's very accurate. I know. <laughs> so they surveyed 22,000. And its main aim was to explore the different dimensions of self-love, including perception of oneself, frequency of experiencing emotions such as nervousness or anxiety, personal confidence, resilience, and reported drivers of self-esteem. Oh, okay. And mm -hmm. so some of the findings from that study said that one in two women feel more self-doubt than self-love, with 60% wishing they had more respect for themselves. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's like that self-doubt, that self-love really like you go back and forth yeah. between it. I mean, even me, like I love myself, but I do, I wish I had more respect for myself too. I wish I had more confidence in like my, my decisions. Yeah. I struggle with making decisions. I doubt myself a lot. I'm like, uh, I yeah. don't know. Should I do that? I don't know. It's like, I wish I was just like, no, like I. This is right. Another finding from that study said single and minority women rank lower for self-esteem than married and non-minority women. 37% of single women and 38% of minority women suffer compared to 21% of married women and 25% of non-minority women. Interesting. Yeah. Obviously, you can understand the minority and living in a yeah. society that is literally does not work for you. Right. And then just like the whole like mindset of being single and married and how that's supposed to be some yeah. type of or like maybe if you if somebody's like in love with you, then it's like, oh, I'm worthy of love. But right. if you're not, maybe you convince yourself otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Another interesting finding says, unsurprisingly, social media users, which we will get to later mm. in more depth. Put a pin in that. Have lower levels of self-love. 72% of women in the UK wish their bodies were different after comparisons on social media. We're not surprised by yeah, that. That it's is social very yeah, and we have we're gonna talk about that later in the episode. It's not great for the mental health. Well, the crazy thing is, so seventy two percent of women, right? Mm -hmm. So they probably surveyed like all different ages, and I bet the remaining, you know, whatever that math is, not very much percent is. Maybe like women, like older women, older women that don't have social media. Yeah. I know one girl, I shouldn't say girl, woman, my coworker Kayla, she does not have social media Good for like for literally no reason. She's like, yeah, I just don't have it at all. She and must was, have so much free time. And I was like, she probably gets so much done. That is so, like, I don't know anybody our age that just doesn't have anything. Good for her. I know. But now, should we get into one of our pillars of self-love, which is yes. self-talk? Yeah. So Dr. Kristen Neff, she's an associate professor of human development and culture at the University of Texas, and she's a pioneer of research on self-compassion. So she's done a lot of research, and it's shown that when our self-worth depends on out-competing others, we actually become more insecure and anxious. So if we quote-unquote fail at something, although we do not believe in failure. We have a whole episode on whole that. episode. Episode mm -hmm. 56. But if you perceive that you have failed at something, we become highly self-critical. Yeah. 
And interestingly enough, self-critical overachievers are not the only ones that lack self-compassion. Some of the kindest people do as well, which was confirmed by her work. There is no correlation between the trait of self-compassion and feelings of compassion towards others. Yeah, that's what you're just saying. Yeah. It's like you can give love, but can you receive it? Mm-hmm. And can you give it to, to yourself? yourself? That part. Yeah. And many people, women in particular, are far more compassionate and kinder towards others than to themselves. But for, there is an upside. Okay. Which is that self-compassion can be learned. Yes, it can. We can work on it. Yes, we can. And first and foremost, you can write down your self talk. So if you are self-criticizing because your jeans don't fit or you said the wrong thing in a situation, write down the self-critical words that come to mind and then ask if you would ever say these words to a friend, (gasps) what would a friend say, and then reflect on your answers. That's a really good exercise. Oh my gosh, what was it the other day? I was like, I cannot believe I said that. I was so stupid. Like I was just doing all that in my head. Mm-hmm. And I literally thought that I was like, what if your friend said, oh, I I said this weird thing? You'd be like, so no one's thinking about it. Right. Right. You do have to look at yourself through the eyes of somebody else. Oh, I used to have a little post-it in my bathroom. It was like, look at yourself through the eyes of someone who admires you. <sighs> wow. Mm -hmm. Another thing you can do to develop more self-compassion is to develop a self-compassion mantra. Hmm. So Neff suggests developing something that is easily memorized so that when something difficult happens, you can go to your phrases. They are not positive affirmations, but reminders. So an example of a self-compassion mantra is, this is a moment of suffering. Suffering is a part of life. May I be kind to myself in this moment. May I give myself the compassion that I need. I love that. Realistic also. I love that because sometimes when you're like in a rut, you you can't just be like, I am confident. Yes. I am. (laughs) It's like, no, this is life. This is what happens. This is hard. But I can still love myself. Yes. And lastly, another way to practice more self-compassion is meditation. You know, we love meditation here at the podcast. So when we access a meditative state through contemplation and relaxation, we can begin to loosen the grip of self-critical thoughts and emotions and rewire our brains to think more compassionately towards ourselves. You know that meditation is all about the rewiring. They also have like a self-love, self – what is it called? compassion like meditations that you can do yeah even on like the apps they have them yeah they have those or just go on youtube and look for a self-love meditation Meditation. guide it right in another thing that would be a really fun exercise to do is to write yourself some love letters so write yourself some juicy beautiful love letters congratulate yourself on you know your promotion or starting your own business or whatever you've done recently you should tell yourself how proud you are maybe you ended a relationship Mm -hmm. maybe you bought a house you should just gush about all your incredible qualities same sort of thing as if you're as if your friend was writing it yeah you know yeah and you can wait for a partner to come along and worship you like the goddess you are or you can just start doing it yourself Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if you really want to boost this one, write yourself some emails and schedule them to send later so you can be surprised by an unexpected, probably forgotten, (laughs) love letter, just like a partner might do. I didn't know. Can you schedule emails? Yeah. 
Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I I'm, need to do that. I know. Because I'm definitely going to forget. Oh, how cute would it be if you, like, six months, you had, like, a random email that came <gasps> in from yourself and was like, oh. I'm so proud of you and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you're yes. beautiful. You're this. You're that. You're this. Oh, my God. That could also be, like, a cool manifestation process. Because you could be like, congratulations on. Oh, my God. So oh, we can't get into <sighs> it. We have to have to do an episode on it. Natalie and I have been cracking the code on the universe. We've literally cracked the code. We can't talk about it this time because we will get completely off topic, but just hold a pin in that. And if you guys want us to circle back on our theories, maybe we should do an episode on it now. Maybe we should. Because I'm sure if people are, you know. I'm just like scared to reveal. I, I, I just, Again, we fear that we're going to be hospitalized because <laughs> we sound crazy sometimes. The voice notes are insane. Okay. So back to falling in love with yourself. Yes. <laughs> A really great thing to do, which we've done a full episode on before, is taking a digital detox. Mm -hmm. Social media is now an embedded part of our society. Everyone from your mom to random Instagram influencers use it to stay connected with their friends or to get noticed. However, researchers and psychologists have noted that social media can have a corrosive effect on mental health. Studies show that your Facebook and Instagram scrolling is actually depressing you. Mm -hmm. It's all too common to compare ourselves to the filter perfect pictures we see. We spend almost 11 hours a day staring at a screen and it's not making us any happier 11 and think hours. about your computer work computer just all yeah. screens tvs all screens 60 percent of people using social media reported that it impacted their self-esteem in a negative way i mean makes sense yeah studies have found that negative self-appraisal which is essentially poor judgment of oneself compared to others can increase when you're on social media searching for approval from others and absorbing unrealistic imagery. Mm -hmm. And sometime off may reduce that and therefore reduce symptoms of depression, which are also linked to negative self-appraisal, you know? Yeah. So getting out from behind a screen might inspire you to get out a little more. Maybe out for a walk or a little exercise, which is associated with so many great things, including uh, decreased anxiety, according to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. We love. Which we love. We love. I yeah. love a walk, too. You've been hiking recently, too. Yeah, I've been getting into hikes because also it's just like getting in nature. Like, yeah. Like having like dirt around you is like, oh, yeah, like this is good. Yeah. And honestly, I think you would be surprised at how different you feel at the end of the day if you're not on social media that much. Yeah. Because sometimes I – and I learned this because I have this YouTube girl, How to ADHD. She's amazing. And she was saying that a lot of us will – I have ADHD, guys. <sighs> a lot of us will just keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling because we're trying to stimulate our brains. Yeah. But it's not stimulating. It's just like – but we think it is. Yeah. But it actually – like when I do that, I notice I'm like exhausted and like I don't feel good and – I love scrolling on TikTok, but if I do it for too long, I hit this place where I'm like, I feel drained. Yes. There's something about it where it's like, I don't like this. Yeah. So her suggestion was like, do things that you know will stimulate your brain. And I think this goes for ADHD people, but also just normal people. Yeah. Like, like go on Duolingo. Like do something that you know your brain is going to be like – oh, wait, this is more interesting than just scrolling around on these random people. Right. You know? Yes. Another hot tip, hot with a capital H, go on a date with yourself. H-A-T. 
She's a plot. You know that mental list of things you're excited to do someday with a future partner? Mm-hmm. Stop waiting to check it off. Doing the items on your list on your own can feel really empowering. And yes, that COVID-19 may be stopping you from going on that trip you always wanted to take with a partner, but you may still be able to like hike up to that sunset lookout point that your coupled up friend told you about or picnic at the super scenic park nearby with your favorite cheeses and some homemade sangria. Like you can come up with these like cute little dates, especially right now, like February. Yeah. Just like take yourself out on a little date. When I was doing The Artist Way, you had to do these dates with your creativity. Oh, yeah. And it was so fun. Like every week I would think, okay, where am I going to take my creativity? What's going to inspire me? Where will I go? I went to the beach alone. Like things like that was like really nice. And here's some ideas too. Go to the movies alone. Which I love going to the movies alone. It sounds kind of scary, but honestly, how much talking do you do when yeah. you're at a movie? You don't yeah. even talk. So treat yourself to a little date. Get a little popcorn. Sit down. Enjoy it. You know, get a coffee and a book and just kind of, you know, walk around a bookstore. I love walking <gasps> around a bookstore. Oh, my God. Do Barnes & Noble still exist? Yes, they do. Okay. But they're in like – they're dying off, aren't they? Slowly. Like, I was a member for a long time. There's one at the Grove. But, yes, they are slowly dying off. Because I feel like that is the starting point for getting a coffee and wandering a bookstore. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Also, you can just like be a tourist in your own town. Yeah. There's so many parts of L.A. that I'm like, what? What's over here? Yeah. Drive around. Put on some good music. Oh, I love a drive. Oh, I love a drive. Also, another thing you can do is just go to a museum, like go to an art museum. That can be a really emotionally satisfying experience. And you can just, before going to the museum, visit their website, choose an area of the museum that interests you the most. And once you're there, you can just like get a little audio tour, plug up, yeah. and you can just be in your own little world. Yeah, walk you know? around, learn. I love going to a museum. I know. I do too. And something I thought was really, really cool you can do is to go on a getting to know you date. What is that? I know. So just as one of the main purposes of going on a date with someone else is getting to know them better, you can use a solo date to get to know yourself better. So you can take like personality tests. You can ask yourself questions. You could take out a journal and like ask questions like you would ask somebody on a date. Like, what are your core values? Who is the most important person in your life? If you were told you will die in a week, what would you most regret not having done? What would the perfect day look like? Like all those first date questions. Yeah. Ask yourself. Because sometimes like I don't – again, I'm so indecisive. Like I don't know my preferences on things. Yeah. I know. It's tough. It's tough. So that's kind of cool though. And you could maybe even get like designated journal for it. For your little date night. For your own little self-discovery date night. Another thing that leads to some self-love is to pursue a hobby that makes you feel good. So if you're looking to increase self-confidence, experts say it's important to fill your calendar with activities that A, you enjoy, and B, that you're good at. Mm-hmm. So pleasure for pleasure's sake is great, but it's unlikely to bolster your confidence. And that's a quote from Amita K. Patel. She is a licensed clinical social worker and a psychotherapist specializing in trauma and resilience. And as she puts it, this is the reason Candy Crush might feel like very good in the moment, but doesn't exactly give you a self-esteem lift when you put your phone down. So she says the key to building confidence is to engage in an activity that combines both pleasure and mastery. 
Yeah, and you can even do more of like everyday things that you're good at. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what they are. It doesn't have to be in like a professional space. So if you're good at like yoga, you can pull up a flow on YouTube. If you're a good driver, then like go on more drives. Yeah. Research shows that self-efficacy, which is the belief that you are good at something, and self-worth are linked. And the more you do things big or small that you're good at, the better you're going to feel about yourself. That makes sense. Even the like everyday tasks can still boost your self-confidence. I'm yeah. trying to think of like what I'm good at that's like an well, everyday task. Well, not an everyday task, but we were talking the other day about how like you really love dance and I really love going to Pilates classes because like we're good at them. Yeah, except for I go to a dance class with like professional dancers and I'm not as good as them, but I can pick up the choreography. Yeah, but I like more, I'm better than the average person. Yes. So, but it's like obviously if you're going to go to a dance class and you're not good at it, it's like you're not going to feel that good coming out. Yeah. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Another really fun thing you could do is to book a solo trip. It's pretty trendy right now and for a good reason. The benefits of solo travel are huge. Not only do you get to do exactly what you want to do without negotiating with a travel buddy, but you also get to take the trip at your own pace. A solo trip may be just what you need to get outside of your comfort zone, and it also gives you a space to explore the world and yourself. And you never know what you might discover, whether you can manage one night away or three months abroad by yourself. You're definitely going to have an amazing adventure. Yeah. You guys know I talk about it all the time, but I went to Costa Rica alone and it was one of the most terrifying things ever, but also one of the best things I could have ever done. I also have traveled to Milan alone and say, Italy alone a bunch of times. And just like eating in a foreign country by yourself in a restaurant, it's like so scary, but it's so empowering invigorating. And, and freeing. And you really learn to trust yourself. You're yeah, like, I can take care of myself. Yes. In a foreign country by myself. And that creates confidence and self-efficacy. Self -efficacy. The last thing we're going to bring up to help you cultivate more self-love is to splurge a little. Mm. You know that perfect pair of jeans you've been dreaming about? Treat yourself. yourself. Treat yourself. 2022. 20, <laughs> Yes, irresponsible spending won't help you love yourself, but it is okay to occasionally remind yourself that you deserve to give gifts to you. Yes. We've been like, yourself. I think we've been leaning into that a little bit more. Yes. And it's not that you're going and just like, oh, I'm going to do a shopping spree at Target to feel better. It's like, you you know, it's, everybody it's has your eye on that one thing. It's a splurge on something you really want and you really deserve. Yes. And let me tell you, you're not going to regret it in the end. I have a wallet that I really, I was like, oh my God, I love it so much. And I splurged on it. And I've had it for like four years now. Yeah. Lo every time I love it. I love it's it. It's because it's it's something that is really meaningful to you. And actually in a study that was published in Psychological Science in April, researchers found that people were happier if they spent money on things that match their personality. Mm. The researchers looked at bank transactions of more than 600 individuals, all of whom anonymously filled out a questionnaire about their personality type and life satisfaction. And the happiest people in the study seemed to be the ones who spent more on things or services that were in sync with their personality type. For example, an outgoing person would love to blow his cash like at a bar mm -hmm. or going out with friends, but a more introverted person is likely to be happier spending their money on like books or, yeah. you know, things where they can like cozy things up at home. home. Exactly. Yes. So 
spending money is also a practice of self-love if you do it in coordinates with your soul. Yes. Oh my personality. God, I love that. And also I think a part of self-love is acknowledging your own needs. And I recently realized I don't like spending money on myself on things that I actually need. Like things that I need. And then I'm like, oh, it's because I don't think I deserve to have my needs met. Yeah. So it's like acknowledging your needs and then also fulfilling your own needs. Yes, because you love yourself. Because you love yourself. Yes, you deserve to have your needs met. Yes, and you can meet them. Yes, you can. So we hope that you guys learn more about how to cultivate self-love, how to change your self-talk, how to date yourself. If you guys go on a little date, let us know about it. We would love to hear yes. about your self-love date. Yes, take pictures and like send them to us. Yeah, and how to indulge and treat yourself, treat yourself. in alignment with your personality mm-hmm. and what feels good to you. Mm-hmm. So, Nat, should we circle back on this Corazón de Sol? The heart of the sun. Heart of the sun, Malbec. Malbec, we've been drinking, yes. Oh, we got to introduce our hottie. Oh, yes. The okay. queen of self-love. Yeah. Do you want to introduce her? It's Miss Lizzo. Lizzo. I, I honestly had thought we had already put yeah. her on the podcast. We I feel like we had we made it this far without having Lizzo episode. That was one of the like one of the last things that we did pre-pandemic. Oh, we saw Lizzo together. We went and saw Lizzo at the Palladium. Packed. That feels like Packed. so long ago. Which I is know. scary because that's how long the pandemic's been. I know. Um, okay, so Smurf. one to Lizzo. What are we rating this Malbec? So I usually don't like Malbecs, and I like this one. I like it. Eight and a half? I was going to give it a nine. <laughs> 8.75 out of Miss Lizzo. <laughs> All right, this is a part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game. And in line with our self-love episode, we're doing personality tests today. Yes. It's like we're on our own little self-love date except for we're together, which is on brand. It's on brand. That's on brand for us. <laughs> I honestly, now I don't know what my personality was is even really testing for. We don't. Okay, when we do these personality tests, we never really. We're just like, what? What are we even searching? What are we even doing? We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Send us more games, guys. <laughs> okay. Do you want to go? Or do you want me to go? I want you to go because I am curious. Okay, so Nat, you can just take my phone and you can just walk everyone through what the fuck you're doing. And what's the outcome? We oh, don't... that's what I said. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell so you. So which of these amazes you most? It's pictures. It's pictures. I'm going to – that's an Aurora Borealis. I'm okay. clicking that. How do you create fun in your life, spontaneity, or careful planning? Oh, spontaneous is so fun. How would you make the most of a morning off? Or oh. I, guess, I guess if it's not pictures, I can ask you. Oh, oh. It's all pictures. pictures. Okay. This girl's she's reading a book with a little cup of tea like that. Most likely to be my desk, messy or organized. Oh, I can't really go either way. Oh, Corinne, this <laughs> quiz I think might be 7,000 questions long. <laughs> Wait, how do you know that? Because every time I click one, this little oh. yellow thing goes. <laughs> okay, I got it. I wrote in short quizzes. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, 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 okay. Should I do yours while you're finding one? Because it's like yeah. pretty easy. Yeah. What time of the day is your absolute favorite? Morning, noon, night. That's between noon and night. That's actually on a scale. Oh, oh, so, oh perfect. Can I just spell Yeah. You did all of them? Oh, oh, I see. Mm-hmm. 
Do you want to just read them all and do it all yourself? Oh, okay. They're all on a scale. Yeah. How often do you watch TV with subtitles on? Absolutely always. Yeah, she does. I can't. Can anybody hear what's happening on television? I can't. After I <laughs> turned 27, I said, I can't hear anything. <laughs> on average, how long do you take to get ready in the morning? Over an hour or a couple minutes? Um, right. I'm right under an hour, about 45. If you're getting a gift, what do you want it to be? Experiences or things? I'm about exactly in the middle. Okay. Are you more of an outdoors person or indoors person? <sighs> That's tough. I love nature, mm -hmm. but I also love being in my house. Yes, you but do. But I probably lean a little bit more outdoors. Okay. In general, do you prefer hot or cold drinks? Cold. Which of these elements do you relate to more, fire or water? I'm a fire sign, but I feel more close to water. You're an air sign. Oh, I have a fire moon. That's what I meant to say. How do you prefer your music? Soft and calming or loud and angry? Ooh, I love Ooh, both. I, I love a loud, angry moment. I probably am a little bit more loud and angry. I love like, In the bitch, car, but I have my, my money. As loud as it can be. Bitch, but I have my money. Okay. <laughs> Do you prefer sweet or savory? Lean a little bit more savory. Uh, would you prefer a job where you work with others or independently? More independently. In general, would you say you wear more bright colors or dark colors? Not. <sighs> you do a lot of bright colors. I would say you're actually like dead center. Yeah, dead center. Okay. You win an all-expense paid trip, but the destination is a surprise. Do you accept? Yeah. Sure. I'll go. In general, how flexible are you when someone changes plans at the last minute? Very flexible. I don't give a shit. Well, it's I do like it, and then I'm thinking I'm of my dad and every single trip I go on oh, with him, and I'm God. like, Jesus Christ, what is the plan? <laughs> right. Do you prefer warmer, cold days? Mm, right in the middle, but probably more chilly. Uh, and finally, would you consider yourself a words or numbers person? Hundred percent of words. Don't click. I'm done yet. Because oh, okay. I want to, I want to see it. Okay, I didn't read it. Okay, so based on this quiz, it was I can sum up your whole personality in five words with only fifteen random questions. So here are the words. Okay, inquisitive, honest, reserved, impatient, resourceful. Sure, honest. Sure, reserved. Sure, impatient. Maybe, mm, maybe resourceful. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. 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 Let me quiz you now. Okay. Do you see yourself in a hurry more often than not? Yes. Do you grind your teeth when you're awake or asleep? Yes. Ooh. Do you find it difficult to fully focus on someone when they are talking? Yes. Do you believe that people are basically untrustworthy and only out for themselves? No. We just talked about this. <laughs> Do you usually read mail or sort papers while talking on the phone or read while eating? Like, do you normally, like, go through things while you're on the phone, or do you, like, read while you eat? Uh, on the phone. Oh, uh, it's just a yes to, I like, either oh, of those. Oh, Do you usually do that, or are you normally, like, mm, no? No. Okay. Do you find it difficult and frustrating to wait in line or sit in traffic? No. Do you talk faster than most people? I don't know. No, no, you don't. Okay. Do you find your facial muscles to be tense most of the time? Yes. Do you find yourself interrupting others when they speak? Yes. Do you focus on personal achievement, sometimes putting it ahead of relationships? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is this, is this, do you have ADHD? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally the questionnaire my psychiatrist gave me. <laughs> what was 
is that okay? <laughs> Do you have a significant need for recognition from others? No. Do you find yourself in stressful, high-demand jobs? No. No. Do you eat faster than than others? Or <laughs> I'll answer this right now. No. no. <laughs> I'm the slowest eater literally on the planet. It's uh, embarrassing. Is your walking pace faster than most people's? No. Do you lose sleep thinking about rude or frustrating things people have done during the day? No. Do you find yourself anticipating disasters often? No. Do you find yourself sweating often or do you have dark circles under your eyes? Yes. Do you find yourself being more competitive than most people? No. All right. Ooh, you are officially a type B person. Oh. Wait, wait. Oh, 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 wait, wait. You got, seriously, type B. And then you got type A-ish? Hold on. Okay, so this was a are you type A quiz, and you got, seriously, question mark, you're type B. It says, did you take this quiz to gloat? Seriously, you seem to have very few type A features, so good for you. Give yourself a pat on the back, and you can still learn about how to deal with type A people from this. the rest of this article. But you're oh. type B. You're not type A person. So what is type B? I don't even know. Oh, well, because the quiz was, are you type A? I don't think it has any more information just, for you. I'm just type B. Good to know. Good to know. But you know, like type A person, type B person? Yes, yes. So you're like more creative and laid back. and Yes. You know. I think of type A as like my friend Allison, who's definitely listening to this. I wonder, I can't tell what I am. But it says type B is uh, the socializer. Mm. I think you're you're right in between an A and a B. It says people with type B personality are often described as easygoing, relaxed, and highly flexible. I would say yeah. Yeah. That's for sure you. I'm like fairly chill. Flexible, relaxed, laid back, patient, creative. Okay. Yeah. That's me. That's me. That's you. All right. Well, hey, we've we've learned a lot about ourselves today. We have. I'm and, exhausted. And we're never doing personality quizzes again. <laughs> Please send us more this, games. This was the last of the personality <laughs> quizzes, you guys. We're not doing it ever again. <sighs> Don't forget, guys, we have a newsletter, though. If you never want to miss an episode, you can go to amidoingthisrightpod.com and sign up for our mailing list where we send you a fun email once a week. That's it. Just to remind you, we have an episode out and some we send some fun gifts. Some little fun things sprinkled Maybe we'll in there. send links to these personality quizzes. Yeah, take one for yourself. Also, you know what? You should text a friend this episode. Oh, yeah. Text a friend this Valentine's episode. Day coming up. Yeah, that'd be cute. That'd be super cutie. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week with another episode. And we love you guys. Love you. Bye. <laughs>